And you're listening to Flashpoints on Pacifica Radio. My name is Dennis Bernstein. This is your daily investigative news magazine. We come to you every weekday from 5 to 6 over the Pacifica Radio Network. Here in the Bay Area, it's KPFA. And we are happy to have you along. We begin in Georgia, where uh, the apparently the... Um, District attorney there is quite interested in um, uh, seeing if it's worth holding Trump accountable. A, a Georgia district attorney uh, requests to have a special grand jury impaneled for her investigation into possible interference into the 2020 presidential election by former President uh, Donald Trump has been granted. Fulton County District Attorney Vanny Wills asked on January 20th for the special grand jury. Her request was considered and approved. That's where we're going to start the show today. Before we bring in Greg Palast and uh, really take a close look at this, because he has been on this story from the get-go, let's listen to a little bit of that sound. Uh, Trump uh, telling uh, Raffensperger uh, that he's going to have to find a few thousand, over 11,000 and votes so that the president uh, could remain president illegally. Let's listen to this. We have won this election in Georgia based on all of this. And there's, there's nothing wrong with, with saying that, Brad. You know, I mean, having, the, having a correct, if the people of Georgia are angry. And these numbers are going to be repeated on Monday night along with others that we're going to have by that time, which are much more substantial even. And the people of Georgia are angry. The people of the country are angry. And there's nothing wrong with saying that, you know, uh, that you've recalculated. Well, Mr. President, the challenge that you have is the data you have is wrong. Now, do you think it's possible that they uh, shredded ballots in uh, Fulton County? Because that's what the rumor is. And also that Dominion took out machines. Uh, that Dominion is really moving fast to get rid of their uh, machinery. Do you know anything about that? Because that's illegal. This is Ryan Germany. No, Dominion has not um, moved any machinery out of Fulton County. We're having. Well, but no, but, but have they moved? Have they have they moved the inner parts of the machines and replaced them with other parts? No. Is sure, Ryan? I'm sure. You should want to have an accurate election. And you're a Republican. We believe that we do have an accurate election. No, I no you don't. No, no, you don't. You don't have you don't have not even close. You got you're off by hundreds of thousands of votes. You know what they did and you're not reporting it. That's a you know, that's a criminal that's a criminal offense. And, and, you know, you can't let that happen. That's that's a big risk to you and to Ryan, your lawyer. That's a big risk. But they are shredding ballots, in my opinion, based on what I've heard. And they are removing machinery. Uh, and they're moving it as fast as they can. Both of which are criminal fines. And you can't let it happen. And you are letting it happen. Oh, you know, I mean, I'm notifying you that you're letting it happen. So... Look, all I want to do is this. I just want to find uh, 11,780 votes, which is one more than we have, because we won the state. 
So, so tell me, Brad, what are we going to do? We won the election, and it's not fair to take it away from us like this. And it's going to be very costly in many ways. And I think you have to say that you're going to reexamine it, and you can reexamine it, but, but reexamine it with people that want to find answers, not people that don't want to find answers. Uh, for instance, I'm hearing Ryan, and he's probably... I'm sure a great lawyer and everything, but he's making statements about those ballots that he doesn't know. But he's making them with such, he, he did make them with surety, but now I think he's less sure because the answer is they all went to Biden. And that alone wins us the election by a lot. You know, so. Mr. President, uh, you have people that submit information and we have our people that submit information and then it comes before the court and the court then has to make a determination. We have to stand by our numbers. We believe our numbers are right. Well, under law, you're not allowed to give faulty election results. Okay. You're not allowed to do that. And that's what you've done. This is a faulty election result. And honestly, this should go very fast. You should meet tomorrow because you have a big election election coming up. And because of what you've done to the president, you know, the people of, of uh, Georgia know that this was a scam. And because of what you've done to the president, a lot of people aren't going out to vote. And a lot of Republicans are going to vote negative because they hate what you did to the president. OK, they hate it. And they're going to vote. And if you would be respected, if really respected, if this thing could be straightened out before the election, you have a big election coming up on Tuesday. And that was Donald Trump uh, reading the riot act to the Secretary of State of Georgia, Brad Raffensperger, the widely distributed sound now. Uh, we're talking about it, and we're going to be joined by Greg Palace because a district attorney in Georgia, Fannie Willis, has been granted the go-ahead to investigate this as potential criminal actions. Greg Palast, welcome back to Flashpoints. Boy, if there was ever uh, if there was ever a beat that was yours, this is your beat. Uh, you want to pick it up from there? Oh yeah. Okay. So first of all, let's let's get to the uh, to this grand jury, Fulton County DA Fannie Willis. Yes, she's a Democrat, and Trump, of course, is screaming that this is a political vendetta. But understand, she doesn't impanel a grand jury. That that the press uh, has gotten wrong or misreported. She has to ask the court, the the Superior Court of um, of Georgia, for that right. There are 20 judges on that court. All 20 are Republican or Republican-approved. All 20. And that court of 20 Republicans said, yeah, I think that there is sufficient, we agree with you, that there is sufficient ground for a, a grand jury review of what are several uh, potential, um, you know, prima facie case of uh, felony counts. So it's not it's not the Democrats. It's, it's twenty Republican judges. That's serious stuff. Well, now no one doubts uh, that the sound that we just played was in fact the president of the United States. Um, 
what's your best understanding based on the actions we've we know he's taken uh along with a few other noted politicians but where uh, is it possible that this could be the criminal action uh that really works against trump because uh we've seen uh he makes uh, reagan look like uh a the old kind of stick pots well, you know, um, yeah. you know, for those who know Greg Pallast, I worked with the Justice Department and with the attorneys general in many states. And I have to say the reason why that there's a grand jury is that there's still information to be had. The tape itself, no matter how creepy it is, like find, I, in this quote, I just want you to find 11,780 votes, one more than needed to win Georgia. Um, is he saying, hey, Brad? I just want you to find the votes. Have you looked under the sofa? Did you look in the glove compartment? You know, maybe it's around. Maybe it's an innocent question. You know, you know, just see what you can right. find. Uh, or is it when he says things like, you know that you can't, you know, it's, it's a crime to uh, issue false uh, election returns. Is he saying if he pulls off a re-election, would the Justice Department come down on Raffensperger? You know, uh, is that what he's threatening, uh, legal action by the uh, Justice Department? You know, uh, even Bill Barr was uh, choking up on that. I think it's one of the reasons why he pulled the ripcord. I think he was being asked to start coming down on, on people who weren't handing election to Trump. Uh, so there is that problem. And understand that the, that the series, so it's not clear just from the, I hate to say it, just from the transcript, no matter how creepy and awful it sounds, when the President of the United States says change election results, uh, that's serious stuff, but is it a crime? We don't know yet. And one of the things I'm interested in, there were 29 phone calls. 29, not one. Ravensperger gave out one where he looks like a man for all seasons. I'd like to get the recordings of those other calls, and I'm sure the grand jury will. I don't know how many were recorded or not. But I want to know what are in those other calls, and to what extent was Raffensperger in his office playing games with Trump? And now understand, and this is very, very important, the guy that Trump is speaking to, Brad Raffensperger, probably Trump was shocked because there is probably no one in the country who is more vicious, more insane with false, crazy, wild, unsupported accusations of voter fraud by Democrats than Brad Raffensperger. And by the way, as I emphasize, <laughs> even Atlanta news, news organization called Raffensperger. He's Raffensperger, and he really is the Persian general of Georgia. This is the guy that falsely, wrongly removed 198,000 legitimate voters from the voter rolls of Georgia. We have their names and addresses. The AC, I, I did the investigation. The ACLU put out my report. Black Voters Matter went to federal court to get the people back on before the election. And if you watch Democracy Now!, you know that I was chasing, literally physically chasing Brad Raffensperger all over the Capitol to get him to, uh, to go over that list as, as a federal court ordered him to, and he ducked. Now, this guy, if when you talk about Jim Crow tactics, this guy is the best in the nation. And I don't mean that as a compliment. I mean as a warning. So what I think Trump was shocked that he didn't get the cooperation from Raffensperger, and for a simple reason. Even Raffensperger does know correctly, Trump is correct, if he starts mucking with those numbers, 
he mucked as much as he could before the election. But when the count came through, he wasn't going to go, uh, you know, he wasn't going to serve uh, five to life for, uh, for Donald Trump. Right. Uh, Greg, when you say when you say there were many calls, you're talking about yes. many calls from the president to Raffensperger? Yeah. What could, yes, is the, 29. How do you know there are many calls and have we haven't heard anything about those calls? Well, we have just as the pre- Dennis, <laughs> unless you're listening to flashpoints, it's all on the surface, and you know that. That's why I, I love that to be on your program. I do report, but it's like it, it flies by so quick. Uh, it was Raffensperger himself who talked about the 29 calls, and I, you know, I asked Raffensperger to hand over the uh, those uh, those tapes and that information. I'm getting, you know, I'm getting the the silent treatment. He's afraid of me. Uh, literally, like I said, he was literally physically running away from me in the Capitol. It was like a, it was a bad joke. And also the lawyers, I was with the lawyers for the NAACP. I was with the lawyers for uh, Rainbow Push. He was literally on the run. And, um, so he had 29 calls. I'd like to know what's in those other calls. I'd like to, and also he kept mentioning in the clip he played the name Ryan Germany. Uh, Germany is the legal counsel for Raffensperger and the Georgia Secretary of State. He is a vicious Republican hack. He's a guy who doesn't think twice about hiding or, or obfuscating evidence. I've had a lot of dealings, really dangerous dealings with this guy in terms of danger to democracy. These are not good people. They just had a limit. And the limit is I ain't going to jail for Agent Orange. And uh, that's, I think, uh, and that's it. It doesn't make them a hero. It just means that at a certain point, they put themselves above Trump. Now, I I don't want to belabor these phone calls uh, too much, but um, so none of them have, I, I know we've talked about more information and more phone calls, but none of these calls, does he have control over them? Raffensperger, is he the one? If one were to well, apply yes. for a Freedom of Information Act, they'd apply to him. These are these are so that he it's his desire either that they remain silent or that they come out however they do. Well, in fact, I think he's very nervous. I think Raffensperger is extremely nervous about this grand jury because he has refused so remember, this is a this is a staunch right wing pr- vote suppression. You know, uh, you know, one of the worst vote suppressors in the nation. He's afraid of that grand jury. He's refused to speak to the district attorney. It's one of the reasons why she had to go ask the judges for subpoena power because he's refusing to to turn over any evidence or talk to her at all. He says basically, "Come and get me, copper. You better have a warrant. You better have a subpoena." Well, now she I think he was shocked that the that 20 Republican judges said, "Yeah, open up those files." So it's not just Trump's files. It's Raffensperger's files. It's Ryan Germany's files. Now they may start using some of that stuff like, well, because I think one of the reasons why he had Germany on the call is that he could say at, at certain points, oh, this is all, you know, uh, client, uh, you know, attorney client privilege, et cetera. We'll see. I don't know. I would really like to know because Ravensperger, when, for example, in, in the call in, in that he did make public, um, Trump says there were 5,000 dead people who voted in Georgia. 
And he right. says, well, that's actually crazy. There were only two dead people who voted in Georgia, and I don't even think that that's true. But it might have been two dead people. What happens is you often get a couple people whose ballots arrive after they die, um, as you right. can imagine, among five million votes cast. But it was Raffensperger who went public and said over a 1,000 that he had the names and proof that 1,000 people voted twice in, in a prior election. He never named one of them. So he's the one who is promoting all this garbage that Trump simply is feeding back to him, basically saying, you said these elections were phony. It's dead people. It's double voters. Trump is feeding back to Raffensperger exactly what Raffensperger said. But when push comes to shove, Raffensperger, it's one thing to hold a press conference. It's another thing to submit under oath false returns. Trump's right. He would go to prison and... And that's what he's trying to avoid. And we're speaking with Greg Palace, Uh We're talking about uh, the situation in Georgia where the um, a local district attorney there has been given the go-ahead to uh, go to the next step in terms of investigating Trump and, uh, among other things, his call to try and influence and undermine uh, the vote as it came through uh, in Georgia. And I... I I'm on this with you, Greg. I, I, I realize that this is the heart of the matter. I, I, I'm, I'm belaboring this because this is, this place called Georgia and Atlanta is going to be where it all boils down. The Senate races. Yeah. Uh, so- Stacey Abrams. The key elections that are going to Determine the future of this country. And here you're making the point that we've got the leading vote suppressor uh, of progressive liberal people of color is is uh, being falsely uh, lauded as a hero because he stole up uh, he stood up to Trump. We need some critical thinking on this story. It's so important, yeah. Greg. I mean, I am glad you bring it up and we bring it up again. But I really want people to understand that this is uh, if the, this is definitely one of the key aspects of where, where we're going with this story and. Whether well, we will uh, have uh, a dictatorship or, you know, whatever. Well, this is very important. Uh, well, first of all, let's remember that, as CNN says, and uh, uh, it's all down to Georgia again. Uh, Reverend Senator Raphael Warnock is running for re-election because he only was uh, filling out a short term. It, obviously, it's 50-50 Senate. If Warnock loses, probably... Uh, it, his uh, likely opponent, Herschel Walker, if, if Warnock loses, the Senate is Republican. There's a lot on the table in Georgia. In addition, Stacey Abrams is running for governor against Brian Kemp again. And one of the damaging, damaging things that Democrats have done, for example, Adam Schiff, the Congre- uh, my congressman here in Los Angeles, the, uh, the Democrat, supposedly, has said anyone who, who uh, challenges the integrity and wonder of American elections is undermining democracy. And so Brad uh, Raffensperger, this Republican stooge, really, this Republican hack, has picked up that theme saying, well, Stacey Abrams said her election was stolen in 2018. So she, she and Trump are the same. They, they're both undermining democracy. No, the difference is, is that Trump is in fantasy land 
And Stacey Abrams is discussing facts. Stacey Abrams, when she said she lost her, she said she won, but she wouldn't be inaugurated because they stole the election. They stole the election by removing almost a third of a million voters of color from the voter rolls in 2018. This is no joke, and the Democratic Party has taken no action on this. It's been only the activists organizations like Black Voters Matter, Rainbow Push, the uh, National Bar Association, which is the Black Bar Association, and others who've stepped forward. But this new thing of the Democratic Party to even say that that our elections are anything but wonderful, no, they aren't. Yeah, the presidency does get stolen. Bush v. Gore. I mean, my God. The idea that if you challenge... I mean, there's a contradiction in everything that a guy like Adam Schiff and these Democratic Congress people are saying. On one hand, they're saying if you challenge elections, you're undermining democracy. On the other hand, they're trying to, they claim that they're trying to promote a uh, law to end vote suppression. So they're saying that, well, why bother to have laws against vote suppression if no election's ever been stolen? What's the point of all this stuff with, oh, why are you complaining about vote suppression when there is, when there have been no votes suppressed? So which side are they on? And the answer is, they don't know. And you know what? They don't care. And that's just the truth. Well, and I think, again... So Stacey Abrams is in danger. Not yes. whether I'm for or against Stacey Abrams, right. but it would sure be nice to have the people of Georgia pick their senator and their governor instead of the system that they've used. And the idea that Brad Raffensperger is going to protect the vote in Georgia. And the other problem is, and, and we've done some other investigations, it's not just Georgia. Georgia, and no one's discussed this yet, Georgia's uh, joined a program called ERIC, which is, a brand, which is this horrific, racially poisonous purge program. And they've just joined this year. This is new. They've joined with Texas, with Florida, and with Pennsylvania, which is also uh, a state where there's going to be a, uh, a kind of a blood battle for U.S. Senate seats. So when you think of Pennsylvania, Florida, Texas, and Georgia, uh, that's a dangerous new set of vote suppression tools that we have to look out for. And there's been zero, and I mean zero, coverage of this in the, in, uh, the mainstream press. None at all. None at all. Uh, well, at all. you're listening to Flashpoints on Pacifica Radio. My name is Dennis Bernstein. That is Greg Palast. Uh, GregPalast.com, longtime investigator, protector of your vote, has been reporting back uh, from 2000 for the BBC, uh, pointing out how that election uh, was stolen and pointing out that uh, if the Democrats continued to do nothing about this, uh, we would not we would not have fair and free elections and we certainly haven't there have been many questions um and uh i'm not talking about uh what donald trump has lied about this has been uh these have been very difficult times for democracy uh in the united states greg i have to ask you uh this is the sort of the if you will the bureaucratic side of the steel but there is Violence. There is a lot of violence brewing. There's a lot of fear. It's, uh, we're getting messages from all levels that this isn't simply going to be about, um, right wingers getting elected to be the secretary of state of one state or another. Well, there, there is, uh, 
the violence has to be reckoned with as a part of understanding what's going on here. Yes, and, and in fact, actually, here's where we get to the uh, to the January 6th committee. Um, they got Alex Jones on today. Who took the um, took the Fifth Amendment more than a hundred times. Which you have, just so people understand, once you take the Fifth Amendment, you can't answer any questions. You have to take the Fifth on every question. So that's why it goes on. And then, frankly, I believe that some of the Congress people are grandstanding by asking questions that they knew he was now uh, barred from answering. But um, but you know, again. Um, the palace team, uh, Zach Roberts, you've had him many times, filmed Alex Jones and Ali Alexander, who was also called by the committee, uh, filmed them um, saying, you know, unless they make Trump president, we're going to light this S on fire. Uh, they were already, we have them on camera, announcing the violence, announcing that they were going to torch, in, Atlanta, in that case, in Atlanta. the Georgia Capitol. Right. right. They were going to yep. uh, torch the government buildings in Georgia if, if they didn't... Uh, if they didn't do what Trump wanted on those phone calls. And, you know, um, again, I've not seen anything from the committee about their connection to Georgia. And, of course, they're uncomfortable because it goes back to the Georgia Republican Party, which had hired Ali Alexander, this, the very guy. And he was still on the payroll and still working for them when he's threatening to burn down Georgia state buildings. If you can imagine that. Now, we don't, now we do know that, as far as I understand, Ali Alexander did not take the fifth. He said he didn't have the money for the lawyers to take that position. And he testified behind closed doors. I don't know why they put that testimony behind closed doors. Ali Alexander is a key player, key instigator, who is connected to Roger Stone, to Trump himself, to obviously Alex Jones and others, and I would like to know what was in that testimony. That's really important. That I'm hoping that the committee will release uh, Alexander's uh, testimony. I, I think that that it is vital to understanding what's going on. Of course, I don't know if he told the truth or if they asked even the right questions. I have no idea. Now, there's a bunch of stuff uh, we could spend all night trying to deal with all the ways in which, let me count the ways in which uh, various uh, local uh, state governments are seizing control of the vote in order to control it. There's a bunch of things. There's a couple of things coming up in Texas that we should probably pay attention to. Texas or Arizona? What am I thinking about? Well, it's it's everywhere, but I just wanted to mention, for example, these are just examples. Texas has, is now literally turning down hundreds of thousands of requests for absentee ballots. So people are sending in, asking for their absentee ballot, and they're being rejected. There's a 700% increase, 700% increase, 700% increase in rejections of absentee ballot requests in, um, I think it's in Dallas, Dallas, um, Austin, Houston, um, we're having a tremendous, tremendous mass rejection. And, of course, some of these local officials are saying, we don't want to do this, but there's a new state law that says if you want to get an absentee ballot, you have to send in a photocopy of your ID. Now, most people don't, knew, don't know this. This is brand new, so they're getting rejected or they don't like your ID. You know, and yet they haven't shown one single false 
absentee ballot. Not a single one, not one. And yet hundreds of thousands of people in Texas are going to lose their right to vote because of these supposed ballot security measures. This is where we need the Justice Department to get in there now. You don't need a new law. It's against the law right now. It's time to act. You know, I mean, I can't say that that, that you're going to have much joy with this current Supreme Court, but my God, it's time for the Justice Department to act. And I also find that a lot, that if they do act, just the publicity alone will get people to start um, getting motivated you know, to learn what they have to do to to jump through these hoops to get their ballots to vote, et cetera. But I would love to see a little bit more action from the Justice Department. This passivity and even turning over the January yeah. 6th investigation to Congress and to the D.C. Attorney General, I would really like to see, um, uh, 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 you know, hey, Justice Department, wakey, wakey. It, it really does act. seem that the attorney, Greg, I hate to say it, but it seems like the attorney general is, he, he seems um, really afraid. Uh, I, I feel he is intimidated uh, by Donald Trump. Uh, I don't, um, the, he, I'm not sure where he's trying. Is he, what, trying to land the next opening on the Supreme Court? He's trying to do everything uh, in moderation. You can't deal with insurrectionists and killers and white supremacists with moderate um, enforcement. Uh, this has been a problem all the way through, hasn't it, Greg? It's not getting any better. Well, you, you need to get the info. You need to You need to subpoena these. Like I said, I'm, to me, I'm still wondering where was the Justice Department and its FBI in allowing the perps to walk out with their cell phones out of Absolutely. out of the uh, out of a crime scene, a murder scene, a homicide scene, and to me, if the first thing I would do if I were Garland Nixon is actually investigate my own department and find out how come how come these killers were literally allowed to walk out of the Capitol with a police Seriously. escort? Yes. Really? Really? Yeah. That's a violation. It is. You have to understand. There, there is a procedure manual, and it's a direct violation of the procedure manual. He should be cleaning, he should be hunting down who let them in, how come they were let out, who gave the order not to detain anyone, who gave the order not to identify people or required to, to identify themselves. I want to know, I mean, if you had a candy store hold up in Los Angeles, they would block off the street and everyone's name would be taken down. Everyone would have their picture taken who was on the street, let alone, yeah. and we're not talking about perps here. Right. Anyone who was in the Capitol is a perpetrator of a crime. What were they doing? And if I were Garland Nixon, our attorney general, I would want to know who in my department is undermining our work. All right. We're going to leave it right there for now. Uh, you are listening to Flashpoints on Pacifica Radio. That's Greg Pallast, gregpallast.com. He covers the elections. He's an investigative reporter. He's worked for many organizations, including the BBC, and has been on this vote fight uh, for as long as I can remember. We've been working with him for, since 2000. Greg, thank you. Uh, we yes, will uh, talk to you soon. And next week... Next week, we're going to see you in Los Angeles. That's a whole other story. Stay tuned, everybody. (laughs) Stay tuned.